Hey man. Hello. Are you alright? I didn't know. I didn't know we're FaceTiming. All right, we can do it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm just not particularly dressed very well. <laughs> All right, welcome to the first episode of My 90s Music Podcast, the podcast where I talk to the people who lived, loved, and were in the eye of the storm of the best decade ever, the glorious 1990s. Today, I speak to the godlike genius and Scottish hero, Alan McGee. Alan, of course, started one of the greatest record labels ever known, Creation Records, after coming down to London from Glasgow in the 1980s. Alan's a real hero of mine, and he brought us bands that not only defined music, but also defined life in the UK and beyond, and popular culture in general. Alan signed bands like Oasis, Primal Scream, Ride, Jesus and Mary Chain, Teenage Fan Club, BMX Bandits, My Bloody Valentine, House of Love, Boo Radleys, and laterally, records from Sir Etienne, Bernard Butler, and Hurricane Number One. The list goes on and on and on. So kick out the jams, it's Alan Effin McGee. How are you getting on? I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah. Rocking, yeah, yeah. How, how's things been going in lockdown and COVID and all that craziness? Just getting on with it, do you know what I mean? You know, right. just like, the, the, the truth is, I can't see gigs coming to the back end of next year because, mm. I mean, I'm just talking about the, the getting getting out and doing shows. We're not any further on than we were three months ago when we locked out, do you know what I mean? Right. So, definitely not this year. If we're lucky, we'll get next summer. Well, I saw, it was on Twitter, and I saw one of these blog folk or whatever, and they put up three or four options. Can't wait to get back to a gig. Not in your nelly. Uh, only if it was a small independent. And basically everyone was like, not in your nelly. Do you know also what I think it is as well? Um, I mean, I'm speaking to different people, and, you know, in, in the town, and, and uh, people aren't going to the shops, mate. No. So... You know, there's not an appetite for going into a building no. to see everything. Well, when 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 Amazon delivers, I mean, my wife was getting on to me and she's like, you need to get out more. And I'm like, well, A, I'm stuck behind the laptop doing work. But also, well, Amazon delivers. Like, I've got no need to go out. You know, I'm not yeah. that bothered. So. No, I know, I know. I mean, I mean look, I'm, I'm walking. You know what I mean? I'm doing loads. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, work, there's a big deal... Uh, Sean Ryder I'm doing there's a skateboard deal uh, for the Mondays but okay. it's like you know there's not a lot going on I mean everybody now you know our generation they make, mainly make money out of going and doing shows do you know yeah. what I mean you know and, and no, nobody's you know I don't think anybody's going to be doing shows until you know I think it could be the end of next year do you know what I mean mm. you know because I just, we're just miles away from that happening did, did you watch it the other night <laughs> No, I didn't. No, 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 no. It was horrendous. Oh, was it good? Yeah, no, yeah. it was terrible. Oh, Absolutely somebody terrible. Said, somebody said it was, it was rubbish. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it was just... Maybe, maybe, maybe I should have watched it. You know? <laughs> just boring rubbish, you know. But uh, I just... Is, just it like, is it like training ground football? Aye, just there's no, there's no edge to it, you know. <laughs> and then the, the difference is I saw a picture on, on Facebook the other night and it was soonest leading out Scotland with Socrates, you know, and just the 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 like the attitude coming off the photo was like better than these games, you know. What I mean, it was just like, geez. 
Well, um, as you know, we're doing this Creation Records special, yeah. and it was just to just ask you a few questions about it, you know. Um, so, starting off, you know, what 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 happened? You know, what, what was the start of it all? Um, I think the start it was me just being a music fan, really, and uh, I'd been in bands and. But, you know, a little indie band that John Peel would play, but nothing significant. I, I, I was a fanzine kid. That's yeah. who I was. I was. I was putting out fanzines called Communication Blur, and it was TV personalities, and, you know, like Biff Bang Pow and The Laughing Apple and The Pascals. We were all yeah. putting out sexies and little things like that on my fanzine. I was even in touch with The Smiths. The Smiths, if I'd ever done one more magazine, the Smiths were going to be the flexi disc on the next magazine. Flexi disc. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was a wee kid. I was only 22. And, uh, and I started creation uh, completely idealistically. Do you know what I mean? You know, and just started it. Seven-inch singles in a bag. And, you know, I did it for about, for about a year and a half. And I put out 11 singles. And they all lost a bit of money. But I had this club called The Living Room that was mm. making a bit of money. So... They were balancing it out. The losses in the record company were getting even down to the little cop. And then I put out Jesus and Mary Chain and like all great things that happened, just, you know, I just yeah. no really saw it coming, you know. I mean, we knew it was good. We thought maybe we'll sell 3,000 or 4,000. It'll be a big seller. Mm-hmm. And it sold 50,000 in the first month. And then suddenly, as ever, when something sells, everybody's in. And then it just became a thing. Do you know what I mean? It became like a big deal. And then I ended up Having to sort of get real and became a manager, like but nobody else was going to manage them, even with that kind of amount of heat. Nobody took them seriously, and I started managing them, and it kind of blew up, you know. Yeah, and then from there, then obviously, there was a batch of amazing bands after, so yeah, the Fannies yeah. and, and Early Primal Scream. And what, what was the next steps then? What were you looking for? I just was, I mean, the thing in my head was that I was it was punk. The punk rock thing, you know, the, more like the attitude of the punk rock thing more than anything else, and the psychedelic thing, but a punky version of the psychedelia, yeah. and that's kind of what we were going for. Do you know what I mean? And that's a po- and that's maybe why we called it creation in the end of the day because there was a band for the sixties that had a that were really punky, yeah. moddy kind of band, but more psych, do you know, mod yeah. psych, and it, we called it creation. It just it just blew up, man. It just it's just one of these, do you know what I mean? Things that you go, fuck, you know, we got that. <laughs> and then what about highlights? What were the spikes where you were just like, this is the best thing in the world? Well, I mean, punk before creation was amazing. And then starting putting the records out was great, great fun because I didn't have to have a real job because I was, because I wasn't, I wasn't barely making anything in a real job anyway. I was making like £70 a week for work for the railway in 1982 <laughs> or 83. So I wasn't, I wasn't, it's always a good job, but I mean, you can make £70 a week out of selling, you know, indie records, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, so I didn't need a job, and and, uh, and I just was I was getting by doing that, and then it started blowing up. Then when I started managing the Mary Chain, and I realised I was actually quite good at it, you know, that was exciting. I suppose Acid House, really, to be honest, yeah. just. I mean, Acid House was massive. Were you into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was more of an indie kid, um, right. and and I just I just sort of missed it age wise. You know, I was fourteen in nineteen ninety, so just missed it. You wouldn't be on the easy. Not at that time. No. <laughs> yeah, that blew my mind, and then and then and then 
when we did put Screamadelic out and Bandwagon esque and and uh, Loveless, great moment. Yeah. You know, ended up signing to Sony. Sony bought fifty one percent of the company off me for two and a half million. So then suddenly I went for being a seventy pound a week price, <laughs> having a couple of million. In the <laughs> Not too shabby. Yeah, it was fucking psychedelic. <laughs> and, and then a. Uh, and then it just got it just got bigger and bigger, and then we signed Oasis, and you know the rest. You know, even then it wasn't that smooth. We, yeah. we we were we were sort of going bankrupt. It was kind of going like that, even though like, the screen record had cost me so much money because I'd recorded it effectively twice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they never got it right. Do you know what I mean? They, they went to Tom Dowd, and it wasn't good. They were going to go like that. I recorded it again, got it right. <laughs> It cost me about four hundred and forty grand. Shit. You know, I mean, and so we were we were tanking, man. And uh, we, we weren't going down fast, but it was like one of them. And, yeah, yeah. And then you know we, we put Gallagher's out, and then you know, and luckily we got we managed to get to definitely maybe, and it just, <laughs> just went, <laughs> at the right time. Yeah, we turned it around, you know. Good. And then what about sort of the other side of the spectrum, lowlights? You know, was there, there moments where you were just like, oh, man, this isn't going right, or you wanted it to do better, or what? I suppose it was it, it, before we sorted the finances out, you know, uh, it, it was, it was, we were always in financial difficulty for about 10 years. It was difficult, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of tears. <laughs> Not actually for me, but some of the other people that were involved in the world, they couldn't really take it. And uh, I was supposed to be I looked at it, man, was I just always thought, like, you still better than having a real job, no matter how shit it was, you know what I mean, you know? So, you know, I still kind of, I still think, oh, it's it's great, just, even just doing an interview with you, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's life's great, man, you know, when you just go and you don't have to go and, I mean, that's the thing about the lockdown, I mean, I'm actually having a good time overall, do you know what I mean? Just, I, 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 I'd like to get back in, you know, book tours and do shows and yeah. do q and all that stuff, but yeah, it's going to be when it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Right, so yeah. a couple of questions in from listeners, if you don't mind quick fire, and then I can let you go and get on with stuff. If you could do it all again, what would you change? And that was from Liam Mart. I mean, the main, I suppose the obvious one is, I, you know, I, I behaved a bit, uh, a bit more normal, <laughs> you know, and not, not get so involved in the party. And, but I suppose more, and I've thought this a lot recently, I should have just maybe concentrated in the cash a bit more than the music. <laughs> nearly all my decisions were about music, which is why it was a great label in a lot of ways. But, but you know, I didn't really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty wealthy, but I mean, fuck. I mean, I, you know, there's some of the madness that we spent money on. <laughs> just, I look at it and I just, do you remember that that Nebworth Ten? Do you yep. remember? Do you remember that? That cost me to give people a party for a weekend quarter of a million. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, you couldn't <laughs> even get a diet coke, right? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> that one, I, I look at that and go, "What were you doing?" You, you know what I mean? Bentley was it Bentley Bentley limos for super furry animals? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true, sadly. Um, and then, why did you not release the Screams Memphis tape sessions? And that's from Vonnie. Well, the reason, you've got to transport yourself back to 1994, mm-hmm. back in 1993. It wouldn't have worked then. Do you know what I mean? It was, nobody wanted Primal Scream to be 
a country honk band. Do you know what I mean? You know, like you know, like honk in the blues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like all these country players. You know, yeah. like hey, <laughs> and and, and uh, you know, and they just, you know, what I mean, they just, it just no. I mean, it just wouldn't have worked. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, you know, it's just like primal being being. The primal's being trying, not even being it, trying to be wild horses. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? You yeah. know, and it's, it wasn't as good as that. It went a lot. So, and then, so that's why we re-recorded it and and put the rock back in it, and it did work. You know, yeah. sold a million records. Do you know what I mean? And we get two albums out of it, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then bands you wish you had signed, Stroke have turned down. That's from Britpop Memories. Uh. I wish I'd signed Stone Roses. Oof, yeah. I mean, there's there's always bands that I should have signed, mate. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. know, it's like one of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, you're not. It's not the Gascoigne moment with Ferguson. There's no one that keeps you awake at night. No, I mean, I, I made a few. I, I, I got most of the things. I mean, I wish I'd got the roses. I wish I'd got the lads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, for, just for on the money front, there was different ones at different points. But I never, you know. But that's what I was trying to say. I didn't really run it for the cash. Do you yeah. know what I mean, I ran it because I thought I, it wasn't even about the music. It was about being cool. But kind yeah, of bananas. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's a good balance. You did both. You did both. And then, yeah. uh, which creation band would you like to have been in? Well, I kind of almost was in Primal Scream, really, wasn't I? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I hung out with these fuckers for fucking from eighty-two, eighty-three. I was with Bobby for four or five years before that, but. But uh, and then right up to kind of like the end of the nineties, and then they made me manager for six months. Where well, I found them a manager, so I saw <laughs> that was kind of my gang, really. To be honest, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And then, uh, what's the most underrated track on Creation? Uh, serious Drugs, BMX Bandits. Good one. That's uh, a great song. Genius. Do you prefer Joe singing it, or do you prefer Douglas singing it? I've got to go with Douglas because he's my big. <laughs> No, he's I a good man. First of all, I mean, like, I mean, I don't even think on record Douglas sings it. I think it's Norman sings one. And, yeah, I think oh. Norman sings the first one, and Joe sings the re-record, right? Uh -huh. But Douglas is that band. Yeah, and that band, and that's a great fucking band, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love them. I, I saw them. Do you know? I met my now wife at yeah. a BMX Bandits gig in Beath, Beath Community Centre. Have I got you on Facebook? No, I don't think so. But add me on Facebook and I'll introduce you to people for your podcast, like Douglas and... Oh, and Douglas will do it. Ah, he's great. I, I, like, I love his quiz. I bet wife at your show. Of course he's going to come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the last couple of ones then were... Um, there's a cheeky one from the Oasis podcast guy. And he said, what's the best Q&A you've ever done? Not with him. <laughs> That's what he's angling for. Yeah, no, I, he's good, actually. I did, I did a great one at the, at the uh, Water Rats with him. Mm -hmm. uh, God, I haven't thought about the Q&As recently, because yeah. it's just, you know, I mean, th that one was a really good one. Yeah. You know, he was good, you know. Uh, you know, he's a good fella. And then someone's asked the killer question... Screamadelica or Bandwagon-esque? Screamadelica. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and then, so, la last couple of things then before we go. Um, I know it's boring and it's over hackneyed, but uh, Oasis, what's the score? 
Oh, yeah, it's just it's just the same as ever at this point. You know, they're just. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they, they even communicate. I don't think it's an act. Well, it's not an act. I know it's not a fucking yeah, act. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're even in touch, even through them. I'm really sure sure. Yeah, sad. Um, and then what's next for you? So movies, bands, all that. Yeah, I mean they're trying to get. The, I mean, I mean it'd be great if they could just get the film out in the middle of all this. So they're quite close to closing a deal mm-hmm. or, or distribution, and you know it'd be great. I mean, I want the film to come out and then go straight onto Netflix and Sky. Yeah. I mean, really, like, what, what are we? Are we seriously hanging on for cinemas to open because? Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody's even going to go to a fucking cinema. I have my doubts. Yeah. I, I think you going straight to streaming. Yeah. All, all the folk my age, all the folk that go to Star Shaped Club. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to watch that. Yeah, I know. I, know. Uh, I hope so. It'll be brilliant. All right, man. Be cool. Yes. <laughs> Catch you all soon. Right. Thanks, be mate. Soon, See you. See you. Bye bye. So there we go, stay cool, stay cool indeed. Such a pleasure to talk to Alan McGee about his 90s experiences. Do follow Alan on alanmcgee93 on Instagram and hook up on Facebook with him as well just to see what he's up to. It's always something mega cool. Keep your eye out for news of the movie that's going to tell the story of Alan's life, which is going to be called Creation Stories, and it's all about the lifetimes craziness that ensued during the Creation Records years, and it should be getting released very, very soon. Fingers crossed for that. Cannot wait to see it. And congratulations to Alan for that all coming about. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it filled you with as much joy, nostalgia, and happiness that it did for me. Please do share this podcast with your 90s obsessed friends and follow me on at my 90s music podcast on Facebook and Twitter and at my 90s music pod on Instagram. Lastly, please do go to Mixcloud to hear my 90s based radio show, which is out pretty much weekly. Just search for Supersonic 90s radio show and you should find it there for your listening pleasure. Until next time, keep it 90s over and out.